Welcome to this week's episode of Welcome to the Armbarn Podcast, produced by the Australian Dads Network in collaboration with Connect Groups WA. This week, we have a truly inspiring guest, Finn McKenna-Fox of The Grounded Masculine. And in this episode, we dive deep into some of the most important issues facing men today, including the concepts of masculine and feminine energy, how to achieve optimal health, and the struggles that Finn faced on his journey to success. Finn shares his personal journey of overcoming financial hardship, the challenges of parenting, disconnection, isolation, and building a successful business. We explore the power of inner inquiry, self-awareness, and taking action to achieve the life you truly want. This episode is packed with valuable insights and actionable advice for anyone looking to improve their life and well-being. So grab a cup of tea, sit back, and enjoy this episode as we explore the wisdom of the grounded masculine. Welcome to the Yarn Barn. Awesome. Well, here we are again, another session inside the Yarn Barn. We're here with Finn McKenna-Fox. Mate, welcome to the Yarn Barn. How are you going? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's so good to be here. And uh, obviously for for uh everyone listening they can't actually see us but if if uh if anyone knows technology these days which i think 99.9 percent of people do uh it's it has its moments and we've we've spent, you know a good sort of 20 minutes or so trying to figure out all these different platforms to get this working and and so i think sometimes you go uh you know there's two frame of thoughts that we could we could take this go oh maybe there's something telling us that we should just park it and, and put it another put it aside but i said uh, I, I feel like it's it's more the other way where it's like no there's probably some real magic that's going to come out of this that is important for us to perf- uh, to continue to pursue to get it right and uh and here we are but unfortunately Finn can't see me. My my, after all the work that we did to try and get the, the audio working correctly, you can't see me because my camera's decided to to play up and not work. But I can see you, so that's a that's a win. So appreciate that. Um, appreciate your patience, mate. And um, uh, and I'm looking uh, forward to the conversation. Yeah, right back at you. And yeah, it's one of them things. Even as you said, it's like when we're faced with like them frustrations and challenges with technology not being on our side it's so easy to get caught up in a mindset of just getting really frustrated and annoyed with it but you're just like right we just surrender just i can either be worked up and frustrated or i can just surrender to what it is and take a few big deep breaths and yeah here we are 20 minutes later we got there <laughs> yes 20 minutes later and uh, i'm not concerned about that at all so i think that's the other thing too is, is just being yeah like you said just go with the flow um just let it be what it will be um, and I think uh, I think you know. To, let's just get started with a with a quick intro. Who's uh, for the guys who don't know, or the girls who don't know? Uh, you know, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so my name is Finn. I am from Ireland, obviously with the accent. So I've been living over in Australia for the last eleven and a half years, and living, I've got three amazing kids. So two girls uh, who seven and four, and a little boy who's will be two next month and so between the busyness of young kids beautiful wife and um, run my own business as a men's coach where I help guys break through self-sabotage and their shitty stories to really allow themselves to step into that that next version of themselves Um, so lots of different things happening um, for myself but it's yeah loving every minute of it awesome so 11 years in Australia from Mm. uh over from Ireland, what what was the decision behind? Was that what was what brought you over here originally? So for myself, um, I the first time I ever got on the plane was when I was nineteen, believe it or not, and I come grew up in little small countryside, little village. I was the youngest of three boys, farming background, and. Yeah, like it just never, like we just never went on big extravagant holidays, never traveled much or anything. But it wasn't until I went to college, went to uni and started studying like the first summer uh, when I was studying. um, I decided I wanted to go to America. So first time on a plane was going away for two and a half months to America. And that just lit a fire in me and just opened up my eyes to a whole other world. And yeah, like fast forward a few years after that, when I graduated, I studied as sports sports and exercise rehabilitation, so sports physio, strength conditioning. Um, 
and was I had big hopes to go to Australia straight away after that because what was happening in Ireland was was really good within that, but there was just so much more opportunities and to pursue a career as a sports physio and strength and condition coach in in Australia. Um, but the that was my plan so when I was graduating and lo and behold, the summer that I graduated, that was when I met my partner and she wasn't ready to go traveling yet. So I ended up staying put in Ireland for another two years after that. But it was always like, I want to go to delve into that, that aspect of it for myself. And when eventually we came over to Australia, I got an internship with the Sydney Swans strength condition coach and uh, we landed and was working in a gym in Sydney as well because that's where I, that's what I felt that I wanted to do was go into like high level sports because there's so many opportunities over here. Um, but when I was doing that, I also like got part time work in a holistic wellness gym. Like it was a little small boutique gym in the northern suburbs of Sydney, and I was working with like an amazing coach there who just opened my eyes to a lot more of a holistic model of working with clients. He was a Czech qualified practitioner, done a lot of Charles Pollock and stuff. And it was bringing in the whole aspect of nutrition, lifestyle, all of these different facets, not just what we're doing in the gym and movement wise. And is after about a month or so there, I realized that that was what I wanted to do more so than actually getting into the professional strength condition side of things because working the general population and creating changes that's going to completely change their whole life just just lit up my soul um so yeah that was where i went deep down on the journey for myself into more of holistic health and well-being and bringing that in with my background as sports physio movement rehab all of that and yeah so that was the that was the start of our journey in australia that was the the spark of of just wanting to get uh, get away and explore the uh, explore the countries and that are around the place and and I resonate with that story not so much with the um, the sports physio and, and rehab uh, journey uh, but the travel journey and that desire there's just something in you know that sort of that feeling of wanting to go and explore and, and I had that when I was eighteen as well and just. Um, mm. I just I borrowed quote unquote my mum and dad's station wagon and put a uh, mattress in the back and just and legged it when I could when I turned eighteen <laughs> and, uh, and and yeah that bug was there and um, and so yeah really I, I do resonate with that story and and I think um, you know that that desire to to pursue something that ebbs and or not ebbs and flows that desire to pursue something that continues to evolve over time is 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 a real powerful draw too and it seems that that's yeah. what sort of kept you pushing towards going there's something about australia and something about um what you were wanting to achieve that was that kept pulling you over this way which is yeah. uh it's cool no definitely and i think the biggest thing for myself was like when when i was qualified and like uh realized like right i'm going to stay here because i really like this this beautiful lady that i met um so i started working as a physio in ireland and I, that was literally at the time of the recession so there was a lot of people in a lot of a lot of struggle and i was this young hotshot that was helping them doing all of this amazing work with them but i realized that like as soon as like guys were coming onto the 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 table and be it with a sore back or shoulder or whatever it might be it was like I was actually getting more and they were getting more from the conversations that we were having rather than just the physical treatment that we were doing and that was always sparked my interest in is like right I want to actually learn more about the mental and emotional side of things not just the physical because we can do so much on the physical realm but if we're not dealing with the mental and emotional side of things like we're missing so much of the picture and that's the stuff that you're not taught in college that's the stuff you're not taught in uni when you're studying um and i think that's why when i arrived in this holistic gym and started looking and learning all of these other models that's why it just sparked up that interest in me some more and really put like i just for me just following that lead following them sparks of interest in myself and the things that i felt that I wanted to work on and understand better for myself uh, because mm-hmm. then that was going to allow me to help other people in the same way. Yeah, it's a really, there's there's so many and has been for so many years, this um, segmentation of how to heal the, 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 the human experience and how to improve the human experience. It's like, all right, so if you want to, got a you know this thing you go and see that particular thing if you that person if you have this thing you go and see that and it's just piecemealing how to you know be at, uh, at a whole piece with your body 
Um, that, and that's where this you know holistic approach is is really beneficial. I see it becoming more and more um, you know evident of how important it is, and it's and it's not new. It's it's just that it's becoming more and more uh, easily to access. You know, there's more people sort of ex- uh, being uh, able to access that sort of service um, offering, and you know, so that. That approach that you've taken too seems to be what a lot of the the research is saying around how to look after the body is uh, and the, the mind is you know that the body is the is the major major part of the whole process you know and and working on that um, leads to that that sort of um, that mind uh, piece as well which then you know for what we do inside the Australian Dad Zone is 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 that connection piece is supporting guys to be able to connect. Because that's a huge part of the whole, you know, holistic approach as well is having that support network around you and and removing of that isolation. But the body and the mind is 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 uh, is is two major aspects that need to be need to be supported. So you know, for a question, uh, I suppose just for you, with that in mind, you know, how do you through uh, through your work now? I sort of I want to use the term heal, but you know, just I suppose. Let's just start with a, a bit more of a, a broader sense of how do you help uh, men that come to you that are feeling unhealthy? How do you help them move towards a more healthier space based off of what you've just explored with us? Yeah, such a big question with that. Um, but I feel like even before getting to that specific question, is like a one, one of the things that I felt shifted for me the most was like I always put so much energy and effort into looking after my physical body. But whenever I became a father, that was when I personally hit a lot of my own struggles because my whole identity had a shift. My priorities completely shifted. So then given to myself, like in looking after my physical health, went down my priorities because I wanted to be there more and provide more for my family and do all of that. But in doing so, it was like as I stopped looking after myself as much, I could see the impact that that was having on my mental, mental health as well. And that was something that was like so, so visible, even for my wife. Like, and she was she was able to notice that. So it comes hand in hand, I believe. And it's one of the things that I see so often with guys, because we've got so many responsibilities now. It's like we want to be that provider for our family. So like working long hours, doing all of the work to be able to provide this loving and loving environment for our family. But as well as that, it's like we're wanting to be come home and be the supportive husband or the supportive partner who is really active and really hands-on with the kids, really active and hands-on around the house to give the partners that support and emotional support that they need. And as well as that, it's you're trying to be the fun dad, trying to do all of these other things. And at the end of the day, it's like you're giving every bit of you to everybody else. And then at the end of the day, you've nothing left in your tank for yourself. And that's one of the conversations that I have so often with guys is, is like, I just, I don't have time to do the things for myself because we're trying to help everyone else around us. We're trying to provide this life for everybody else around us, but it's only going to last until it doesn't. It's only going to be, we're only going to be able to keep going in that way until we can't. And that's when something is going to happen later. Like we get injured or our mental health drops down and then something gets to a point where it's like, right, we need to change within ourselves. So that's where like I come into the piece. It's like, right, what can we do to set some basics, some foundations in your physical health to just just allow yourself to create a baseline? Like it doesn't, you don't have to go out and run marathons. You don't have to be like killing yourself in the gym. But it's like, let's look at creating some foundations and a bit of a baseline around health for each and every individual first and foremost. Mm. I think uh, I'm glad you brought this up because it's that transition from being a man to being a dad is yeah. is huge. You know your your whole your whole perception on life and 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 everything is completely changed because now yeah you're not just looking after yourself or maybe your partner um, mm. or a pet or something like that. You're you're looking after a human being that is just being created. And that's a pretty big thing for uh, for all of us to to go through in that in that first uh, <laughs> that yeah. first part of the journey, and and so yeah, a huge mindset shift on on what that means to be uh, to be a man, but also now as a dad. And so mm-hmm. yeah, we we all, I think we've all gone through that that process as dads of going all right, where are my priorities? And you know, and I think it's definitely that that 
that health perspective is is the one that goes down the first. And then we start dealing with the different types of stresses that uh, are now part of our life, lack of sleep, which we may have had a really good routine before we had kids. Now we obviously yeah. don't. You know, yeah. the, the confusion around, you know, um, you know, how to parent too, you know, as the kids start mm-hmm. to get a little bit older. Like how am I, how am I supposed to do this? Because um, <laughs> there's so many conflicting stories about, you know, what you should and shouldn't do and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, there's, there's that neglect of self mm. seems to be for some reason, which we know is not supportive of being able to support all the other elements of life, but that neglecting of self is that thing that dads just seem to do first. It's just like that, yeah. all right, um, I don't, I'm confused with this, this, that, I'm stressed out over here, I've still got to go to work and or, you know, do all these different other things around the house, but... So what's, what needs to drop off the radar first so I can do those things? All right, myself. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, a, big, that's, a, that's a big issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a big one. And again, it's like it's looking at it as like, why is that one of the things that falls off first? And so much of it stems back to it's like our deeper underlying belief systems that we hold about ourselves. And it's mm-hmm. like a lot of times as like, as guys, as anyone, it's like what – we are trying to do things now because of what we experienced in the past. So if you didn't, if, if you were grown up and your father mightn't have been present, he mightn't have been there, he mightn't have been emotionally available for yourself whenever you were a kid, which is, again, very, very common. So it's like you're doing everything in your power not to repeat that cycle for your kids. So then that means is like you're it's like right, I'm going to work to provide because I mightn't have had a lot of money when I was growing up. It's like, but then when I'm at home, I want to be a really active dad to be able to help and create that relationship that I felt like I mightn't have had whenever I was a kid. So then that's what we put so much of the time or energy or focus into. But again, as like we don't see the importance of like, oh, in order to do that, I need to actually look after myself more so. And it gets that old, it always comes back to that, that analogy of it's like you can't pour from an empty cup. But there's so many of us that are just continuously pouring and pouring and pouring, but we're not pouring into ourselves first. So it's mm. the matter of looking and understanding is like, first of all, is like, why are you doing what you do? What are the stories, the behaviors, the, the beliefs that you're holding that is creating you to make these decisions that you're, you're making for yourself? And then what is it that we can do to start building a bit more of a buffer around there to start looking after yourself so then you can look after everyone else? Because it's going to be like when you start looking after yourself, it's not that you're going to not look after everybody else. You're just going to have more energy to be able to give to everybody else around you. So it's a lot of times we have that we have to like look at that mindset shift. We have to look at it as like by doing, giving yourself like, a 45 minutes to like a half an hour to 45 minute workout, maybe three days a week. It's not a massive chunk of time for yourself, but by doing that for you is going to allow you to show up better for your family. Whereas a lot of times we don't have, we haven't made that click. We're just as like, we feel guilty for going away because we might be away from at work all day. We feel guilty for X, Y, or Z. So not, I'm just going to let that one pass. I'll, I'll, I'll not do that one just yet for myself. Mm-hmm. So, so much of it comes down to is like, it's, having that reflective work to understand why it is that we do what we do and then look at how we can start chipping away and breaking some of them old stories that actually aren't serving us. Mm. That's a big piece of work and a lot of guys probably don't want to go down <laughs> yeah. that road because it's bloody uncomfortable to do so. Yeah. And that's and that's so much of it. It's a it is the really uncomfortable one. Like we don't want to ask ourselves them hard questions because we just go through life with these blinkers on. It's like, this is what I want to look at because this is what I'm comfortable of looking at. It's like anything out there is like, that's good. That's in the too hard basket. Like I'm afraid to look in that because I don't know what I'm going to uncover when I do so. So I'm just going to stay here and try to try to make the changes that I'm making. But inevitably it's like, it's, it's that whole elephant in the room. It's like, if you're avoiding looking at the thing that is actually causing the driving factor behind so much of your shit, it's like it's got to continuously come up. There's got to be, you've got to repeat the same patterns and cycles until you actually start looking at that. Mm, yeah. It's that pain piece, isn't it? It's, it's like you've got to go towards the pain sometimes to, to get past uh, some of that struggle and, and, and diving into some of that history and some of that, uh, that pain. 
that maybe has yep. been forgotten and suppressed for so long that you don't see it, but it's uh, it's it's an important part of of the journey and 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 so much of that self discovery journey too. Hey? Yeah. Oh, it's massive. And like, this was the biggest catalyst for myself and my own journey. Like, as, like, as I said, whenever we came to Australia first, I went down a very holistic alternative route, starting to do a lot of personal development, doing a lot of this work on myself. But like, I was chasing all like the, the light and love side of it, the spirituality, like the, the first yeah. stuff that made you feel really good. Whereas I wasn't actually looking at my shadows. I wasn't looking at this pain because I was like, I was like that. As I said, I was going through with the blinkers, looking at the positives, trying to bring in more of that because I wasn't ready to look at all of that other stuff. But that other stuff was always there. And it'd be go through cycles where it would come up a lot louder for myself, but then it pushed away and it avoided because I was afraid and I didn't know how. But it wasn't until... Mm -hmm. When my daughter was about one to one and a half, like I literally had a few months just back to back to back to back where like it was like felt like I was hit by the Mack truck. And it was like so many of these things just kept coming up for myself that I was like, I needed to actually look at that stuff. I couldn't run away from it anymore. And that was a massive turning point for myself. And what did that moment feel like when you when you realized like that, that if you go back to that moment where it was uh, that first Mack truck hit you, what like... What did that feel like? What is, what it was happening at that particular point that made that such a dramatic moment for you? Because that was pretty clear to you that it was yeah. that, at that particular time. For myself, there, there's two, two massive big turning points for myself that, that happened within about four months of each other. And at that stage, it was whenever... Whenever we had a daughter, it was like myself and my wife, like we made a conscious decision that she wasn't going to go back to work because again, like we didn't have any family around here to support us and we wanted to raise our kids in a certain way. Um, so that meant it was like, it was like, we just didn't want to have to have shown no needing to go back to work in six months time and then putting her kid in daycare and stuff like that it just didn't feel right for us so by making that decision we knew that was going to put a lot of financial pressure on ourselves but i knew like i was going to be the one who again putting on a masculine putting on that old thing is like i'm going to be the provider for my family and do so but in doing so it's like i put so much pressure on myself and it was really challenging. And then I felt that was really difficult. And in doing so within that first year, year and a half, is like we went through a lot of financial struggles because like we had a full-time wage that was gone because Sean didn't go back to work. So I was wearing all of that burden on my back. But again, being more of that unhealthy masculine back then is like I wasn't letting anyone know. I wasn't even letting Shona know what the situation mm. that was going on because I was really good at wearing masks. And I was really good at wearing masks, not just for them, but for myself as well, because I wasn't admitting where I was, because that was the darkness, that, that was the shadows, that was the pain that I was avoiding. I was just looking at the good, looking at the positive, no, it's going to be okay, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Whereas in reality, I was being really naive, because I yeah. wasn't willing to look at my old stories. I wasn't willing to look at my old patterns, behaviours that was causing me to stay stuck. And it actually got to the point that... We were going home for a wedding and it got to the point like I was just, my stress levels were through the roof. But again, I was doing lots of things for myself to help manage my stress, but that was literally just keeping things at bay. It was like, it was just on this teetering, like in, like I was in the orange the whole time with my stress levels. But then we were going back home for this wedding and like that being self-employed for myself, I was like, said to Sean, I was like, right, you and Bonnie can go home and I'll go back in two weeks time. So like you can have four weeks at home. I'll go back just for the last two weeks for the wedding. And when I said, when they went off in the plane, I just had a big kind of, just a breaking point after that the next day. And I was like, I actually don't think I can go home because like paying rent for from a, for our house, paying rent from a clinic and looking at all of this, all our stuff that was coming up as like all of this stuff. I just felt this knot in my stomach where it's like, I actually don't think I can afford to go home. As like, I've sent my, fa my family home. It's like, it's like, do I just use this for more, four weeks to like really knuckle down and get ahead of some stuff? Because I actually can't, like if I went back home, it's like when we come back, we would have been in dire straits. And that mm. was making that phone call to Shona to say it was like that I wasn't coming home was like one of the hardest things that I've had to do. 
because it was one of the first times I took off that mask and it was being honest with myself and being honest with this person that trusts me so much. Mm. And like that was a huge, huge catalyst for us and a huge turning point for us. And then a few months later after that, um, there was basically we we decided that we were going to start making plans to move back home to Ireland um because we just we were struggling like it's not just financially but like emotionally support wise like we didn't have our people again we talked about it earlier it's like we were two single or two like two young people no responsibilities really like we had a beautiful life all of this stuff like all of our friends were very similar to us whereas we were forced of our friendship group that had kids so then everything completely shifted for us so we were like how do we do this parenthood thing like we didn't have the people, we didn't have the support, we didn't have all the parents around us to be able to connect with on that journey with it as well. So that was with all of this was happening, that was when we decided was like we're going to move back home to Ireland. And in doing so, it was it was a really challenging few months, but it felt really good for ourselves to do it. Um, but a couple of months after that, there was I got a phone call. <coughs> sorry, I got a phone call from my family back home and my nephew was born with severe brain damage. So there was complications during his his birth and they didn't know if he was going to pull through. And again, at this stage, this was literally the day that we were moving house because we, as we decided to move back home to Ireland, we were moving house from our three bedroom house down to a one bed just to save a bit of money and to like downsize our stuff to get ready for the move back home to Ireland. So I was there in a removal truck. I get this phone call saying that my nephew, they don't know if he's going to make it. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Um, and lo and behold, had a big chat with, with Shona and a couple of conversations with my family and stuff like that back home. As I, I spent the next 14 hours moving all of our stuff into our new house, getting it set up as much as I could. And then again, it was another time where I was like, I had a set of Shona and Bonnie. It's like, I, I need to go home because my family at home needs me. And I was on a plane 14 hours later back home to Ireland, not really knowing what I was going home to. And spent two, two and a half weeks at home that time, just being a support and being being like a rock for my whole family as we were going through this big challenge. And lucky enough, he was able to pull through. Um, and whenever he was more stable, that was whenever I came back over to Australia, over to Perth. And I remember when I came back, I was like in my clinic and started seeing my, my clients again in my clinic. And... I was really struggling mentally at this stage because I was just like, I was just drained. I was like so tired from trying to hold all of this stuff together and trying to do the right thing for my family and for, for myself. And it wasn't until it was like the last client walked out the door and had big conversations, like was, was full of energy for them, was so supportive for them, had given amazing experience for them. And as soon as I closed the door, I just dropped to the floor and it was just broken. And I was just like, what the fuck needs to change now? And it just comes through. It's like, it's like, in order to change some, what's happening, it's like, I need to change with inside of myself. And again, this was when I needed to look at that darkness. I needed to look at my shit. I needed to look at the things that I was avoiding the most that was causing me the most pain and causing me the most disconnect from my family. And again, that involved having some really hard conversations with my wife, who is amazing and has always been my number one support. And then I had to make some sacrifices. And from that, it was like three weeks later, I had the clinic closed up to remove that stress, to remove the uncertainty with with finances. And I started working up north as a health and lifestyle consultant for the mine sites and the gyms because that was going to give stability as well as I was given work for two weeks and then be home and be fully present for a week. And yeah, that was a massive turning point. But then that just provided me the space and time to actually start doing the deep work on myself because I removed the big stressors in my life. I opened up the conversations. I took off the masks that I'd been wearing and was really truthful and honest with my, with my wife. I talked to some like really close friends and like I had started to like outreach and have a more of a support around me to help me through these struggles. And then that's when I went to work hard on myself in that time. Incredible 
share uh, of your story. I really appreciate that. I think there's going to be a ton of guys that get um, that feel that. You know, I think even just in the in the in the tone of your voice as you as you're sharing that, we can feel the the energy and the emotion that's still there when you when you go through that that those moments with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's that saying of you know you you are on the verge of a breakthrough when you are going through a breakdown. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and 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 seeing those realizations, and a lot of guys would resort to unhealthy uh, coping mechanisms to deal with the pain that you're going through as far as and pain I'm talking about, you know, the financial trouble, the, um, you know, the disconnect from family and, uh, and home and, you know, and not, not being sure what to do, but that uncertainty yeah. of what's come, what's coming next. Plus the, all the, uh, all the elements of being uh, dad and, and partner and, and all those things. So mm. it's a, uh, it's 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 really um, refreshing as well to be hearing that there was a clear understanding of this needs to happen. Need to do A, B, and C. Need to get that um, that stress of the finances out of the way because that's going to create yeah. space to be able to then go. All right, now it's me. Now it's up to me to do some of that real dive into the pain. And and deal with some of the stuff that's been that's been sitting underneath. Um, mm. It's it's I think it's that's a, a big challenge for a lot of guys is to is to open up to that. And we talked about it before that blinkers even in the darkest moments. It's like nah, it's like there's I'm still not putting the the mask down. I'm still not moving past these 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 areas. I'll just um, I'll just have a few beers. She'll be right tomorrow. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but how many? That's, how long can you keep putting that stuff down, right? Yeah, and that's the thing with it. It's like I heard recently. Like it's um, a beautiful way to put it is like if if you've got something that's going on in your life right now and you decide not to deal with it right now, you're still going to have to deal with it in the future. Yeah, like no matter what it is that you're not dealing with right now, you are still going to have to deal with it at some stage in your life. So do you want to do it now when you're 30, when you're 35, 40, or do you want to deal with it when you're 60, 70 and you've got a whole heap more shit that has happened because you haven't dealt with that? Yeah. And I think for me, like that's why it's like, this is where like, it's like I use my family, I use my children as like, they're my why that I do everything. It's like, so what is it that I need to focus on for myself now so I can be the best father for them so that I'm not carrying this stuff that's not serving me. I'm not, I'm not imprinting more of that stuff onto them. That's going to cause them to struggle in the future. Because again, it's like, I know for myself and I know from so many of the guys that I work with is like so much of the shit that we're dealing with now in our 30s and our 40s is the stuff that was there because of what was happening when we were kids. And the disconnect and like and the, the non-attachment that was there from my parents. So it's like it's like, and this is where it comes down to that whole generational trauma, that generational aspect is like it's like our parents done the best with what they had. And so it's a matter of us to look at it. it's our responsibility now as guys, as dads, is like, what is the stuff that that I'm still holding on to from then? that is having a negative impact on how I father and how I show up as a parent and, and what can I do to actually move through that so I can be a better version of myself, so I can actually be more of that loving, that present, that connected father for, for our kids. Mm. And if that's not a driving factor for you, I don't know what's going to be. Yeah. yeah that's, it's, it's, a funny, uh, it's funny when I speak to dads as well about, about this and uh, – especially in one-on-ones is, is having conversations about, you know, who do you want to be as a dad? What kind of dad do you want to be? You know, what are some of the things that maybe you're, uh, you know, for dads that have sort of, you know, uh, kids that can uh, articulate some of the things that they're seeing around the house or observing of dad, you know, what are those things? But then also, so when you're doing dad stuff at home and you're saying you, you can tell that you're, you know, you're influencing your kids by your actions and by your words and, and by the the um, that emotional energy that you're creating in the house. You are doing that based off of you trying to lead these kids into their future selves. So yeah. 
some of the guys that I speak to don't want to go and dive into their childhood because they're like, no, no, I don't need to deal with my stuff. Like, I want to deal with what's going on right now. So, well, hang on a second, but you've just told me that you're doing everything you can to make sure that the environment that you're supporting your kids into is is stable and good and everything. Did you have that back then? Because some of the struggles that you're going through now are based on that. So we can't ignore it. I think a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys will go, no, no, I don't need to go to see some guy and talk to him, talk to him about my past. Like that's in the past. I don't need to deal with it. But the reality is whether you like it or not, there's some shit there that is, is probably causing some of the struggle that you've got right now. It may not be, it may be, it may be something else, but there's a high likelihood and a high likelihood that there's some stuff there that just needs to be to work through. And it doesn't have to be all, um, it doesn't have to go, um, you know, crying and, and being upset and, you know, all that all, all the time. It can be just, you know, get a little bit, get a little bit curious about some of the stuff that, uh, that you experienced. And it could be really subtle as well. It yeah. doesn't need to be yeah. really dramatic because that word trauma yeah. and stuff can really seem like it's a big thing, mm. but it doesn't have to be. It can be quite, uh, it can be quite consistent yeah. and, and nuanced and stuff as well. So. And that's the thing with it. It's like for guys again, is like, we are so good at compartmentalizing things and we're like, I want to be a better father here. And it's like, Oh, there's stuff from my past that I need. That's, like wasn't ideal but i'm just going to compartmentalize and put that in the box over here because that's not that doesn't affect how i show up as as a father but again the truth of the matter is it does because like we are we are operating 95 percent in our subconscious like 90 Mm percent of our thoughts and our actions are all coming from our subconscious patterns behaviors and everything that's happened from our past with that so it's like if you know it or not it's like all of that stuff is going to be driving so many of like how you view the world, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions and your reactions. That's all being driven from everything that has happened in your past. Mm-hmm. And like, as you said, it's like a lot of times we're like, we had this idea. It's like, oh, but like, I didn't have a traumatic childhood and stuff like that. It's like trauma. It gets such a big word right now because there's so many more people bringing awareness to it. But. I love listening to Dr. Gabor Mate speak into it. And when he like his definition of trauma is like it's it's not something that really bad that happens. It is your perception of what happens to you. So it's your it's how you perceive something that happened in your life is created. It is created. I think and that's that's what happens with it. Like so it doesn't have to be a big traumatic event for us to have stored negative emotions with regards to that. It could be something yeah. as simple as like, as like you, you you fell over in the playground and your kids, some kids laughed at you that you wanted them to be your friends and they laughed at you. It's like it's not a big deal, but if you made that, if you perceived that as this big deal when you were a young kid, there that could be something that like again you're carrying and like unknowns to yourself that could that could be having a ripple effect in how you're showing up at different aspects of your life. So it's the matter of learning and understanding that. And again, I love what you said, just allowing yourself to be curious and be open into just talking about some of the stuff from your past. Because mm. as you do, as you do, it's just going to allow you to start seeing it from a different perspective. And again, it's changing some, it's changing some of the ways that we perceive these negative things that may have happened. We can actually just look at it from a different perspective because there's more time removed from there. And then that allows us again to see how we can be differently moving forward in the day-to-day. Yeah, 100%. And, and that uh, that subconscious element of life is 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 something to be explored, you know. And our mate of ours inside the Dads Network, Michael Duff, uh, he says that there is a, an underlying um, unconscious resistance to change for most mm. blokes. And uh, and I think that's really it's really important for us just to be aware of that. And and so I want to just move into like so uh, say um, a guy's come in now and he's like, all right, sweet. I think you know there's something I need to, to work on. Once you've gone through some process with some uh, some of the guys, what is it like in a session with somebody where you have where they have noticed? What do you see when they have noticed that there's uh, an awareness shift that's occurred where they're like. Oh, that yeah, I've, it feels good. I get it now. What is that? Yeah. What, what is that like? And yeah, so with that, like it's 
again, the biggest thing is like it's just just giving guys the tools for them to actually start having more of this self reflection and inner inquiry, so they can start understanding themselves more. Like I said at the start, it's like so much of it comes down to understanding, and it's like it's like why understanding why we do what we do on a day to day basis, and as guys are starting to explore this more and starting to build the skill set of doing this themselves, they're going to be able to allow them to start moving through this and processing through things on a on a lot of an easier basis. And one of the easiest ways to teach guys this is like have some sort of a journal practice where you're actually reflecting and looking back on your day. Because like, as you said, it's like you could be in the middle of a session and like as they're starting to speak, as they're starting to talk about it, like they're halfway through saying something and then you could just see the penny drop and they're like, oh, actually it's like the story that mean and I had made this mean for me is like, that's all actual bullshit. It doesn't actually mean any of that. That was just something that I was just rolling with the story because of that's what it used to be. Whereas the matter is like, it doesn't, and like the charge goes away straight away from that. And you're like, that actually doesn't really affect me now because that meaning, that story is not attached to it anymore. So the charge is not there anymore. And then that just gives them the permission to move forward from there. But it's, I think the biggest thing with it as well is, again, the thing I see a lot of guys struggle with right now is, they become overwhelmed and a bit kind of afraid and timid when they look at doing the work. And when I say doing the work, I'm doing it in, in like <laughs> in a very common, like it's, there's so many people like through social media, through influence, through all of this stuff, like that's, it's such a big thing now that is amazing on one hand, but on the other hand, it's become fashionable. And like a lot of people can feel really frightened and really kind of timid of, oh, I don't, I don't want to go into that because it's going to be really challenging and really difficult. Whereas uh, the approach that I take with it is before you even think and want to start working on some of that shit in the past, shining the light in some of the darkness, the real uncomfortable stuff, like that's the stuff that takes a bit of time to get there. But before we even look at that, the things that you need to focus on first is what is your core foundations and how you're showing up in the day-to-day? What's the low-hanging fruit that we can look after on the day-to-day? And like with that, like it looks at exercise. It looks at your nutrition. It looks at your sleep. It looks at a way of connecting with yourself, so like doing a reflective practice through journaling. And it looks at removing a clutch. What's the number one clutch that you lean on to disassociate or to numb out or to just get away from it. And like these are like the five things that I focus on for guys is like, right, let's look at where we can make some improvements to your nutrition, to your exercise, to your sleep, to a reflective process. And then let's look at like your relationship with whatever clutch might be. Is it alcohol? Is it porn? Is it social media or whatever that might be? And when you are able to start looking at them things and making changes in them areas, is like that's just allowing you to start creating a bigger buffer for yourself. It's starting to create more safety in yourself because you're starting to feel a bit better. You're getting away of the mental the mental fog from not exercising, not eating the right foods, not getting the quality sleep and stuff like that. Like it just allows you to start having a better baseline to work from. Mm. Because once that is once you once you can do that, then you feel more confident to actually start looking at more of the challenges. Yes. And then yeah, it makes it a lot more accessible to yeah. to have that sort of structure. And and yeah, I agree. There's 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 a lot of overwhelm with social media and stuff. And when you go down that rabbit hole of, you know, I oh, know I want to get well. All right, let's just yeah. Google it or let's jump on YouTube <laughs> shorts and you know, and next minute you you've gone down a rabbit hole and, and it's potentially down areas where you just don't need to go down to. Um yeah. I think that light hanging fruit is a really good one too, and that, and and the and the, the clutch that or the, the crutch that you know that we we hold on to these things that we think are helping us but uh, may not be, and and having someone to work through that process is is extremely important. Um, I think it'd be uh, it would be a missed opportunity to not uh, ask the grounded masculine. Which is where a lot of your, um, a, a lot of the the basis, I suppose, for for your work comes from, and obviously the name of the business. What is 
what is the grounded masculine? Can you explain to us? And because there is, when you talk about social media and stuff as well, there's a lot of this, um, you know, masculinity and um, toxic masculinity. And, you know, should men embrace the feminine or just go full masculine? Like, what is that? You know, is can you explain to us a little bit about those things, but also about how do we become the grounded masculine? Yeah, no, beautiful question with that. And I feel let's start off with it is like looking at the masculine side of things before going into the grounded aspect. So it's when we look at our masculine and the feminine energy. So for, for people listening to this, if this is completely new or if you know a little bit about that, it's like when we say masculine and feminine energies, it's not man, woman. It's like looking at it, it's like the masculine traits and the feminine traits and characteristics that we all hold with inside of ourselves. So like no matter who it is or who you are, what sex you are, you all have masculine and feminine tendencies, masculine and feminine traits and characteristics within inside of yourself. And it's the matter of allowing you to see where you sit within them and create a healthy relationship so you can have a nice dynamic working between both because you don't want to just be in the masculine. Whereas like you want to be able to step into that masculine for certain things, but also allow yourself to soften into the feminine for certain things as well. So to give you a bit more about that is the masculine, when we look at what the masculine seeks, the masculine wants to have like a vision that it's working towards. Like that's where we have that purpose that we're working towards. And that's what's really important for the masculine to, to feel fulfilled, to feel alive. Is like we have a vision, we have a purpose that we're moving towards in life. And then some of the characteristics and traits that come along with the masculine is you're motivated, you're determined, you've got discipline, like you're like you like you're just working through these healthy characteristics that like if you think about them, they're going to be things that are going to be really beneficial in your career, or it's like it gives you structure and stuff like that in the family dynamic and how you're organizing like your finances and all of that stuff. These are all really healthy masculine characteristics. Whereas we look on the other side of that with the feminine. What the feminine cre- uh, craves is safety, security, and love. And again, this just isn't man woman. It's like within you, within any of the man that's listening, is like your feminine creates safety, security, and love. And then when you feel safe and secure and love, that's where your creativity can grow. That's where you can have more flow, be able to go with the flow a bit more, have a bit more fun, playfulness. Like it's bringing in more of them softer energies within that. So again, this is where we can see is like we want to be able to dance between both sides of them. It's like, yeah, the masculine is going to get shit done, but the feminine is allowing us to soften into more of that connection. And even just to put this into perspective with fatherhood, as like I always say, is like in fatherhood is like when you're a father is like you're in your masculine, but when you're like your dad, that fun dad, that's when you're more feminine. It's like it's like the the masculine in the fatherhood is like you're showing more of that discipline, you're leading, you're giving them direction. But then you want to be able to soften into the feminine to have that creativity, have that fun, have that playfulness, have that connection and open up that heart to heart connection with it. And that's where a lot of men struggle with as well, because they just want to be in the hyper masculine and it's like they're fearful of that feminine. Whereas like your kids want to more craving that as well. And like, I f- like that's what the essence of like every man we want to be working towards is like, we want to be able to be strong in our masculine, but feel safe and secure to drop into our feminine as well. And mm-hmm. then when we go even deeper into that, there's a word of masculine and a word of feminine traits as well. And that just goes into another layer of, it's like the kind of like the shadow aspects, like it's the wounded side of ourselves. It's more like the kind of toxic traits as such. And this is where these are different things that we do to protect ourselves. So again, with the masculine, like if we feel threatened, that's where we get into like aggressiveness. That's where there's manipulation. That's where it's just like more of them toxic traits, more of them wounded traits. And like that's where if we're feeling really dysregulated in ourselves, if we're feeling like if we're not in a healthy mental and emotional capacity, that's where we can show up in a lot of the unhealthy characteristics or the wounded characteristics. And then the mm-hmm. same with the feminine, that's where there's a whole heap of like wounded feminine characteristics as well, where that can play up. And again, that a lot of that comes in is like when you don't feel safe and secure, it's like that's when you're you're trying to like manipulate things. That's where like you're playing the victim. That's where um, you're codependent and all of that sort of stuff comes into play as well. So it's the matter is like for all of us, it's understanding is like, right, where do I sit in my healthy and why, where do I sit in my unhealthy or my wounded? 
And when you see your wounded, it's asking yourself to think, right, what is it that's actually happening that's causing me to react in that way? And when we're allowing ourselves to start understanding that and looking at them things, that's going to allow us to kind of see, like, right, this is actually some of the things that I, I'm actually needing where I, I mightn't feel safe or I mightn't feel valued or whatever that might be. It's starting to give you more of an understanding of yourself and why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. So that, a big thing with this, like for anyone that's interested with this, like I even just recommend do a quick Google search of masculine feminine characteristics and look at the images and like you'll just see a whole list of the characteristics <clears throat> that come up as the healthy masculine, healthy feminine, wounded masculine, wounded feminine. And just allow yourself to sit with each of them and see is it like where does that show up? Where does that show where does that show up? And so much of it is just starting to open up your awareness to this is going to be huge. So then when we bring this into the grounded masculine is like why it shows that for what it is that it do is like to be grounded in your masculine is for me to be able to be strong connected and present and grounded within myself in both masculine and feminine so i'm i'm like it's that wholesome dynamic between all so it's not being like hyper masculine it's being as like i'm really strong and connected in the, in the masculine but i'm also really strong and present and connected with the feminine as well so I, so I can really hold those around me, be it like family, be it friends, be it work, be it all, everything. Awesome. That's that's probably one of the clearest ways that I've heard that um, explained as far as the the, the two traits, um, but also just touching in on that that wounded aspect too. I think it's um, that, that's uh, for anyone who's probably not gone into that space before or just heard of it um, in passing, I think you've 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 really nailed it there as, as a real clear example of to, as to what those both are and and how that can really support us in 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 just either diving deep or just learning about it, just having that awareness. I think for a lot yeah. a lot of the stuff that I try and um, do at different places that I work at and stuff is is create that simple thing of awareness. You know, yeah. if, if there can be a level of awareness around how we can um, understand ourselves, how we can support others, how we can improve our uh, ourselves professionally, personally, whatever it might be, um, that's the that's the spark, isn't it? And I think you you mentioned it. Um, what did you call it earlier? The um, uh, yeah, was it the spark? I think uh, I've lost it now. But yeah, just yeah, just having that uh, having that that level of awareness around uh, anything that's going to help us move forward is extremely important just to start that process. Um, yeah. But for starting that process, what do you, um, for any guy that's listening, that's just gone through uh, this episode and, and gone, Oh, that feels like something that I should probably start looking at, start raising that awareness around this space. Um, mm-hmm. And I resonate with, with what Finn said. You know, what is that first step you reckon guys uh, should be st- taking after they've, they've already just developed this level of awareness now over the last, you know, 40 minutes or so, whatever we've been talking. Now, what, is, what does someone do to take that step to, to move forward? Yeah, so again, like the big, just to kind of um, reiterate what you're saying is like that awareness piece is so, so big. So it's like once you have the awareness, if it's just from listening to this, is like, the next step from the awareness is like taking action from there. So it's like we can become really aware of all of these things in our life, but if we're not doing anything different, like what's what's going to change? Like, and it's that whole thing is like insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But now you're doing the same thing over and over, but you just have an awareness that you're doing the same thing over and over, but still nothing's going to change. So it's a matter of like it's having that awareness to understand why you do what you do, why you act in the way you act, why you react to certain things. And like once you're starting to see that and and take note of that, is like one of the first things I would recommend to do is literally just either if it's on your phone or if it's the evening time, is like just start putting pen to paper of just writing down some of the things that you're starting to see, write down some of the patterns that you're starting to see show up for yourself on a day-to-day basis. So you're starting to catch them a bit more. And again, it's like you're understanding them a bit more. So it's one of the models that I teach with around the awareness piece is, is like awareness without action is useless. So it's like awareness, as we said, is like that first step, which is huge. 
But once we become aware of whatever it is that we're looking at, it's, it's the next thing that we need to look at from there is actually question it. It's like, why is this happening? Why did I react in that way? Like, what's going on? Where did I feel threatened? Where did I maybe feel threatened that caused me to react in that unhealthy way? And as you're starting to question all of this, it's allowing you to start seeing it from a different perspective and understanding yourself more. And then the next step, the next step in the piece from there is asking yourself, it is the most powerful question you can ask yourself is like, what do I need right now? What do I need right now? So again, when we look at that, is it you bring that awareness to what you're doing, you catch yourself doing whatever unhealthy pattern it might be. We're zooming out a little bit. So you start questioning and trying to figure out, it's like, right, what, what caused me to react in that way? What was going on in that whole situation? And then you move on to the next step. It's like, what is it that I actually need right now? And when you ask yourself that question, something's going to always drop in. It's always going to drop in. It's going to be a thought, a feeling, an action. There's going to be something that's like, oh, maybe I need to have this conversation or maybe I need to just remove myself and have a breather for a while. So it's like then it's like where, when you can follow through on that action, that's where you're going to start changing and breaking that cycle. It's going to start creating that shift and change in that cycle. Mm. I love that awareness without action. It's it's almost it's almost uh, it's almost worse than not having the awareness because it's now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know the I know the the things that are happening, um, but I'm just choosing to ignore them now. Like before, when I didn't know that there was problems, or I was just I was just you know just going with with what was happening and and unaware of it. Um, it was probably easy to to have that level of um ignorance but now yeah. you know you've got that yeah. awareness now you know uh that, that's a bit more it's a bit more harder to deal with now because you you know that there's a way to a way to do something about it but there's also there's there's more to it than just uh, you can't be ignorant to it anymore so mm-hmm. that taking action on that is extremely important i think that's um that's a really important part of it and so for, for guys who have resonated with you what's if and if they're like all right i'm ready to take action how do they reach out to you and and, and start that process yeah man like um the where i'm probably most active is on instagram at the moment um so just on instagram at the underscore uh grounded underscore masculine um or i'll uh, follow me on facebook as well and um, so it's just finn mckenna fox on facebook so that's where i share a lot of my stuff um around what it what it is that i do um for anyone who wants to delve into this work there's a few different programs and offerings that i have at the moment i um, just got a new one that i'm really excited about it's called becoming a grounded father and that's going to be a four day four day program that's starting at the end of this month and it's going to be delving deep into some of the topics that we covered today so it's just understanding our masculine and feminine more understanding our stressors and triggers more and then creating like your medicine pouch so creating different tools and techniques that you can start really building on yourself on a day-to-day basis to just allow yourself to be become more grounded more understanding within yourself so then that's going to allow you to be more present connected with your with your kids and your partner um yeah so that's the big things that's happening at the moment so like there's also a, a retreat down here in denmark in june so it's going to be a three-night retreat where we're just going to be delving deeper into this work in person as well so that's going to be my first and last retreat in australia before we're heading actually we're actually heading back to ireland in end of july so yeah a few a few different bits and pieces going on yeah lots of lots of different things happening and uh yeah so uh We'll uh, we'll put all those uh, into the show notes as well to make sure that guys can have the opportunity to attend either the four day uh, event at the end of this month or or uh, the retreat in in June as well. Uh, Denmark's a beautiful place to host a retreat, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, like it's we moved down here at the start of last year and. There's a proper like we like just the back of where we're staying, like our property, like there's this massive forest, like it's absolutely beautiful. It just takes you right down to the inlet. And I've just spent a lot many hours wandering around there. And like there's a property in the middle of that. that like for the first time I saw that, I was like, I'm gonna be doing a retreat in there. And mm. so eventually when it came up, it's it's happening. Uh so it's yes, yeah, about five weeks away. So re- really excited about that. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be super cool. Awesome. Hey Finn, cheers! Uh, cheers for spending some time with me, including the the twenty or so minutes of, <laughs> uh, uh, technology fun uh, prior to it. Uh, I really appreciate the 
the open and honest uh, conversation, but also you know, being able to dive a little bit more into uh, into uh, the, the masculine and feminine energies, and uh, but also just the uh, what I really liked is how um, how how you made the conversation quite easy to digest, and I think that's uh, that shows that level of uh, understanding, that level of passion that you have towards this space to be able to make what uh, can be seem, seemingly really challenging concepts, really uh, difficult work to get into, uh, you make it, and, and no doubt for the people that work with you uh, already and in, into the future as well, make the, the whole concept of this work, quote, unquote, um, easy to, to digest and easy to, to get into and, uh, and, and, and a supportive environment too. So I really appreciate you um, spending the time with us inside the yarn barn. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk again really soon. No doubt about it. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. And again, it's like, it's the work that you do is so powerful and what you've created with the Australian dad network. I think it's, it's so needed. So yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Anytime, man. Cheers. Thank you.